Welcome to the Here for Health podcast. My name is Rachel Ettinger and I'm the founder of Here for Her, a social enterprise that inspires people to take control of their health and challenge norms. It's time to learn and chat. Welcome to the first episode of the Here for Health podcast. Um, apologies for taking so long to finally roll this out. It's been, there's been a couple reasons. First of all, I do radio and TV full time. In my full time job, obviously, um, I do mornings on Virgin Radio London in London, Ontario, Canada. I was in Halifax before that doing mornings. And so I kind of wanted to keep obviously things separate, but then also when you do morning show radio, um, I was trying to, you know, do other things and have a life and, do a lot of stuff with here for her and events. So the last thing I wanted to be doing is kind of on my own in a, in a booth doing more um, podcasting because we have a podcast with our morning show too. So I kind of just, I didn't want to force it. And then now the feeling, it feels right. So I'm glad we we're doing the podcast. This first episode is going to be a little bit different just because it's going to be a little bit shorter. And obviously I'm by myself and I'm just going to be kind of setting up what here for her is, what here for health is, where we're going to be going in the future and what this podcast kind of going to be about. That being said, here for her has changed so much in the past three years that this podcast may very much evolve as well. And we're just going to see what happens. Um, but basically here for her. Okay. Loaded question. Here we go. Why did I start here for her? many reasons. Okay. So three years ago when I started here for her, um, it was all based on kind of how I had been brought up. So in elementary school and high school, I was, I grew up in a very non-judgmental household. My mom's a nurse. She also ran like a sexual health clinic and that was definitely her focus. And so she was very, not only we were open about speaking about our health, both mental and physical, she was, she educated us and, you know, we talked about everything and anything. Um, for example, on that, I will just start this off with a bang. Um, I remember when I first got my period, I was in grade six. I think I was in grade six. We were walking in the Case Woodlot, we called it, and we were out for a walk. And so we kind of like, obviously, I was upset and I was, it felt weird and gross. And so we ran back to um, the house. And I'm lucky in this regard. I recognize my privilege. Um, my parents were able to provide me with menstrual products. So I had, you know, tampons, pads. I had an older sister who was menstruating already. So um, as a younger, youngest child, it was kind of easy that way as well. And so I remember my friend, my mom explaining everything to me, like, this is a tampon, this is a pad, this is how it works. We were in the bathroom, you know, going through everything. And then, of course, she was like, okay, let's try this. So she showed me how to use a tampon. And I mean, on the box, it's like very confusing. So I hear a lot of stories about people, you know, explaining to themselves and showing themselves and learning all on their own how to use a tampon, which would be horrific and not ideal. And I have a lot of empathy for that. Um, and so I remember my mom telling me like, there's, this is the vagina. This is the hole <laughs> that is going in and all that kind of stuff. And I remember being so awkward and nervous. And then my mom left the bathroom, obviously. And I was left to my own devices and she was outside the door to try and figure it out. And I remember because I'm a perfectionist, you know, I try to be, this is again, this is old school, Rachel. I've worked on this a lot, but you know, be perfect at everything and, you know, do everything the right way. And so I couldn't figure out, I was just so stressed 
and I, I I'm assuming I was just so worked up and I was sweating and I just couldn't figure it out or whatever and I fainted so I was like literally I think I had a t-shirt on and then I was naked otherwise and I fainted on the bathroom floor it was in the dead of summer and I was trying to figure out how to put tampon in and I remember my mom rushing in and like getting me off the floor but like I am very lucky um and we're going to talk about that a lot one podcast we'll just save for menstrual equity because that's obviously a huge part of here for her and our proposal here in London for free menstrual products and it's been passed and we're the first city in Canada who has done that. I'm really proud of that. And we had a lot of great allies for that and mentors. Um, but I tell that story because that it's still horrific kind of for me to think about. Cause I remember at the time being so nervous, but I didn't have any trauma. Like I didn't have any sexual assault trauma or anything. So tampons weren't necessarily a negative thing for me other than of course them being kind of awkward. Um, my family could, you know, afford products and my mom was sitting there showing me how to do it. Literally. Um, I'm very, very lucky. And I know that doesn't happen all the time in households. It's probably uh, least likely than, um, you know, than it happening. Not happening is probably more common. Excuse me. I'm also tired. I just got home from work. So just let's just like try to get through this. Um, that, you know, that happening is less likely. So I got to university. I lived with six girls. Um, as I got older, you know, more confused, sexual health comes into play, all that good stuff. And I realized that my upbringing was not the norm. Uh, most of my roommates, you know, had a lot of questions about certain things and they would actually ask me to ask my mom. And so we'd be talking about all the fun stuff like discharge and STIs and all that. And my mom would kind of be helping as much as she could. Of course, the answer was always like, go to the doctor and go, go get checked out. Um, but no, so I kind of realized that my, yeah, it wasn't the norm the way the family kind of I was brought up in. And I thought, this is insane. Like, we need to be chatting about this stuff. There's so much misinformation out there. You know, friends tell friends things that aren't true. Um, God love friends just trying to help. But that can create a lot of confusion and a lot of misinformation. And when we're educated, we can make informed decisions. Otherwise, things happen that maybe we didn't plan or you know, that kind of stuff. So I'm a huge believer in educating and knowing, and then you can make the decision as you will. Um, so that's kind of what happened. I got to university and then I got to, I had my first radio job in Halifax. And so I was doing mornings there and that was kind of just surviving those two years, like figuring out the job. I was so nervous to swear on air, which is funny. Cause like, basically it's so hard to do that. <laughs> Once you're on the radio, you just kind of know you have like a filter when you get on there. Um, but that was just, you know, surviving early mornings. I was being young. I want, you know, all my friends were going out all the time and I wasn't, couldn't really be a part of that, which was really unfortunate. Um, you know, as much as I wanted to with that job, but it was an awesome platform, but I didn't really learn about my voice then. It was more when I moved to London. Um, and I kind of realized that I had a little bit of a platform. I know not a lot, but still chatting on the radio, um, you know, social media. And I thought like, this is my, this is something I'm really, really passionate about. And I have to talk about this because this is, this is crucial. And it kind of started, this is really what the point I want to emphasize about here for her is it, it started as here for her because that was necessary. And that is still the name of the company, but I have some thoughts on that that I'll get into after. But, um, I remember it, it was before the me too movement. It was like, I was learning all about the feminist movement and the period movement and all the good work that was happening by Nadia in the States with period movement. And I thought like, I had some, you know, really cool chats with mentors and I thought like, this is so crazy. Like here I am and I experiencing all these period problems, notably um, my family has like a history of period problems. And so I was having all the cramps, you know, certain pills weren't working for me just in the sense that I had like my period all the time, basically. And then of course you're in relationships, you're young, you know, sexual health, your body, like all these things are just happening and I'm experiencing them and I'm asking my mom, but I feel like it's embarrassing to talk about. And I actually had a gynae issue 
when I moved here to London, Ontario, Canada, and I didn't have a doctor. So I was going to walk-ins, which was really embarrassing because when it's anything to do with the vagina, it's embarrassing. People think you have an STI or you're pregnant. And those are the only options. And guess what? There's actually a lot of other things that go on down there. And I had a gyne issue, believe it or not. And I'll be obviously very transparent about this. I actually had a bug bite um, from being on the beach. Like I remember getting bit, not down there, but I remember getting a lot of sand fleas. I was at the beach and I remember like, you know, kind of they were bugging me on my legs and I ended up going inside. But obviously one got in my like bikini region, which happens and I got bit and it actually ended up being infected. Um, and like not as, as gross as it sounds, but basically it just was kind of near that area. Um, so it all like got really swollen and all that kind of stuff. But in the meantime, they were just, I was going to walk-in clinics thinking it was a yeast infection. So I was getting treated for like all the yeast infection stuff that you could imagine and nobody could figure out that it was actually this bug bite that had you know kind of turned into something else so anyways that was a long time ago but it was awful and it was embarrassing and I was just going to work and so much it was so uncomfortable and I had no doctor to kind of help me guide me what was going on until it was too late and it was really really horrific um it was just like it's like having something like that on your arm it's so itchy and uncomfortable and, and that's what it was but down there so that's a good time so anyways we're gonna switch gears off that for a little bit um <laughs> for any of you that maybe don't love talking about uh vagina issues all day but um yeah, so I kind of realized that I had a platform and someone like me, like I was embarrassed to even talk about it. And I'm, you know, at the time I was young, but pretty confident and not ashamed of my health. And so I thought this is something I can do. Um, this is really exciting. I grew up in a health focused family, again, with my mom as a nurse, my sister's a dietitian. So it kind of just all made sense. And so I started here for her again with the focus on women's health because it was necessary. And then that fall after I started here for her, the Me Too movement and all that came out. So it was like really interesting timing. Um, um, of all these things that we need to be talking about that were previously stigmatized. So that's kind of why Here For Her began. Started as, you know, we still have health professionals on there that give you tips on how to take control of your health. We have physios, doctors, oh my God, chiropractors, um, psychologists, RMTs, dietitians, everyone and anyone, just giving you tips on how you can be a healthier, happier version of yourself. And then we also have people who give you know, who blog about their experiences. So maybe they had a miscarriage or maybe it's something more challenging norms related where they're with a partner and they just don't want to have kids and the issues they get from other people, the judgment um, that society kind of makes you feel that way. Um, that's kind of where my focus is right now with here for her um, with the hashtag here for health. So that kind of moves me into where I'd like to take here for her in the future and like what I see her here for her being. And that's kind of why this podcast is called here for health because at the end of the day it's all about your health if you don't have your health like then you don't have anything right like I mean if you're not healthy and all of that stuff then nothing else matters and it puts a lot of things actually in perspective and so where I you know want to evolve here for her and I don't want to change the name because obviously there's a brand there um, but I'm going to see how I feel but I really am focusing on the hashtag here for health because I want it to be an inclusive space for all individuals again three years ago the women's health thing was so necessary which is say it's not it is still necessary but a lot of my friend group were beyond that now we talk about periods and therapists like you know it's just a common thing like going to get groceries it's no big deal which is fantastic and I know the whole world isn't like that yet but in my you know what I am focused on is 
being an inclusive space for all individuals, regardless of all things. I want everybody to feel safe and comfortable in a space they can talk about their health issues, whether that's physical or mental health. So that's really important to me. And that's going to be um, moving forward. So I'm going to think, I don't know, we'll see what happens with the name, but um, Here for Health is definitely the focus. Um, okay, and what else do we do? Yeah, let, we let people have their experiences and ask questions. We host a lot of workshops and pop-ups. We did one with Commonwealth Coffee Co., a coffee shop here. We did lattes with all the proceeds going back to a women's um, charity women's organization here in London and we did uterus latte art on all the lattes which was massive we made two grand it was insane um and we're gonna be doing more of those type of events moving forward because those are really fun it's a win-win for everybody and we always raise a ton of money to donate back which is really really cool and then we also host more educational workshops we have one coming up in April we've done ones in the past like panels for student wellness with health professionals similar as the Instagram account basically um and then what else? What else? Of course, this podcast um, and then clothing. So we do sell clothing. Our biggest seller is our period sweater, which is basically pink with period, period, period on it. And it's actually been worn by uh, Cheryl Hickey, a Laney from The Social and eTalk, uh, uh, Chloe Wilde from eTalk. Uh, Tessa Virtue has one of our shirts, our Get Over It tee or our Femme Moves tee. I think she has it on. Um, tons of celebrities have worn it. Um, the bird's papaya. I'm pretty sure bird papaya. I'm saying that correctly. Um, love her. Isn't it funny that we follow everybody on Instagram and act like we know them. And then I go to say the handle and I like, don't know what it is because I'm used to just seeing it on Instagram. The bird's papaya, excuse me, Nicole, Sarah, Nicole. Yeah. Um, she has one of our sweaters, which is really, really cool. Um, and it's a really good tool to kind of like have the sweater on and talk about your own menstruation or health experiences, which is always fun. So what we're going to be doing moving forward though, is the website's actually under construction right now I'm selling off all the inventory if you're from the London Ontario Canada area you can purchase clothing at two stores pretty natural and loft house living you can check it out on our Instagram um, but otherwise I'm going to be moving forward with just a couple items and they're going to be completely 100% Canadian made because that's my focus um, and the clothing is going to be really good quality Canadian made which is wonderful and again reinforcing our brand so stay tuned for updates coming in the near future I'm working with a new supplier um, and so we're going to be having that happening and then of course all the proceeds from the clothing always goes back to charities and organizations depending on what we're focused on so we've done stuff in the past with ovarian cancer Canada we've donated to eating disorder a couple different organizations for eating disorders um, many different places so again you get to have a say in that you can always dm us um, and let us know where you think the money should go so that's really cool. Um, oh man. And then a lot of the podcasts I want to do, um, you know, a menstrual equity podcast, because obviously that's a big part of here for her. Like I said before, um, you know, we can do a lot on body image, health at every size, you know, screw diet culture. Don't even get me going on diet culture. We've had some great conversations on Insta stories lately about diet culture and it's eating disorders awareness week, I believe. Um, and so there's a lot on that and I can speak to my experiences because I've had a, you know, 25 years of disordered eating, um, in different ways. So I will speak to my experience, um, and just really like, you know, self-love, um, a lot of mental health stuff, anxiety, depression. Um, yeah, I, I'm just really excited to actually talk like full honesty, transparency on here about things that we experience because it's one thing to do it on Instagram and it's fantastic, but it's another to do it more long form and to give examples and really have a conversation with health professionals, but also more, you know, and relatable too, like relatable things like discharge that nobody talks about 
that you don't have to have an STI to experience. Um, and I get that, of course, doctors, it's like a warning. So that if you do, you go and get checked. I don't mean that. But I do mean like a lot of us have that and it, there's nothing wrong with us. Um, and a lot of us, you know, I had a friend once. It was so funny. I remember we were in the car and she turned to me and she was like, I have to tell you something or I have to ask you something. And I was like, OK, like what? Like I thought, you know, something really serious was going on. And she turns to me and she goes, do you have to wear light days because of discharge and otherwise you'll ruin your underwear? And I remember we laughed for like 20 minutes because I was like, yes, like, hello, duh. And again, not all of us, but some of us, of course we do. We have to wear light days. Otherwise, we'll ruin every pair of underwear we have. And sometimes that's just completely natural. Sometimes it's from the, the pill or other things anyway. So it was like so funny. We laughed for so long. And then we went and got Dairy Queen blizzards, obviously. <laughs> um, and we were chatting about it. But it's like stuff we just normally don't talk about. And once we just say it all and get it out there, it'll just normalize everything so much, which is so important. Um, so I hope I'm not missing anything. I'm kind of rambling. Um, it's time for me to nap. I actually have a school presentation tonight. So I'm doing my MBA part-time and working full-time. And then I'm actually going to Costa Rica for a week. Um, it, it was expensive. Um, I, you know, I don't know, you know, why. <laughs> like normally I'm a little frugal that way, but it feels right. It's like a reset week. Um, I'm reconnecting with myself and there's meditation, yoga, um, hiking, surfing, all that fun stuff. So I'm actually going away for a week and a bit. And so maybe we'll podcast obviously after that. And I will give some insight on that trip because it's actually really relatable. And I do want to talk a lot on here about like self-love, self-discovery, working on yourself, how you can do that, some tips. And I can share my story. Um, I had a really bad breakup, but it was more than just that. It was like, you know, ident self-identity and really growing up and figuring out who you are. And it's like, I'm literally, it could not have been more of a blessing. And it was a long time coming, but I'm like a different person. And I cannot even begin to describe how important it is to really put yourself first and focus on yourself so that you can be the and, you know, look for the right partner for yourself um, if that's what you want um, in the future. And everything stems from self-love, um, your relationships, the success of your relationships, the quality of your relationships, you know, everything around you it stems from how you love yourself and how you treat yourself. And I am um, I've learned a lot about that. And it's so fantastic. And I'd love to share a lot of things that help me. I mean, not even if you haven't been through a breakup, but just in general, like hard times or just, you know, figuring out who you are and being okay on your own. Because again, that's so important and it just sets you up for success um, in the future. Uh, that's what I think anyway. So we're going to get into a lot of that stuff that I think would be really, really, really cool to talk about. And again, any suggestions on topics or people you want to have health professionals you want to see on the podcast, anything and everything, um, you know, collaborations, pop-ups all the suggestions, please send them to at shop here for her. You can DM us. I am going to be hiring a social media intern. Um, I do my best on the account on my own currently. And I've just kind of brought people in and teamed up and made really genuine, amazing relationships, especially here in London, to be able to run the type of events that I've been running. Um, so I'm really, really grateful for all that. And it's really cool when you surround yourself with like-minded, successful, um, or supportive, sorry, was the word I was looking for, people. Um, you can really make an impact and it can just feel really right. So um, we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff on this podcast, but mostly as honest and uh, relatable um, as possible. So send in those suggestions at shop here for her on Instagram. And otherwise, uh, we'll be chatting soon.